Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spears On Point. I am your host, Tony Spears, and this is the show where, because the internet is a lawless wasteland, I talk about anything and everything I want to talk about because it's my show and I can talk to whoever I want to. But that's not the point tonight. Like, we're not here to just, like, rain anarchy on everything. We're here to to bring a spotlight onto like very specific people. Okay. My like goal in life, one of my passions in life is finding people that are into very specific things and talking to them about those very specific things. Because one, um, I find the passion for things very like it's a, it's an intoxicating effect right? Like when you, when you meet a person that is so into something that maybe you have no purview over whatsoever, you like, you get this effect of like, oh man, maybe I should be into this because this person who I like and who I'm talking to is very much into this thing. But also it just, it throws so much information at you, so much knowledge, right? And with the with the amazing segue of using the word knowledge, um, I want to introduce someone that I feel like is as much into podcasting and as much into the content creation space as I am, if not more. And that person is the one and only Joey B. What up, Joey? Oh, what's up? Switch. What's up, Spears on Point? What's up, audience members? What's up, everybody? Oh man, like you know what's funny is like you you exude this like this camera and microphone presence, man. That I really wish I could get behind, like <laughs> like get for myself. It's my it's... only friend, dude. It's my <laughs> only friend. Thirty-seven <laughs> years old, and and I'm friends with cameras and microphones. That's it. But it like it is it is truly a superpower. Like I don't care what anybody says. It's a it is an ability to be able to like get in front of a microphone and just like you know get in front of a camera, get in front of a microphone, and like the thing that you're trying to put out there, you're just like, yep, this is what we're doing, and you can just sell it. Everything I've ever watched you record, whether you posted it or didn't. Like you were just out there selling it, bro. Yeah, man. That's what you got to do. I mean, for me, um, you know, I went through a long period of time when, when I was on college radio, when I was on internet radio, I was wicked hesitant. I was wicked timid. And then all of a sudden I was just like, you know what? I don't have to fake it. I just got to do it. And as, as long as you just do it and you stop thinking about it, when the green light goes on, it's time to go. And I think a lot of it too is, you know, I'm a musician at heart, man. I've been playing guitar since I was 15. We did local bands, church basements, VFWs, battle of the bands, you know, all kinds of things. And I'm like a natural performer. It's like, it's like my outlet, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like someone puts a guitar in your hand and you're just like, okay, I'm home now. And you can just, you can just strum and just get at it. And that's great. And that's, I think that's one of the things that, that created the gravity between us. So for a little bit of background, for those that don't know, so Joey and I met 
a couple years ago, but about two years now. Damn, it has been a couple years. Has yeah, it? right. It's weird. It's weird to think about wow. it, right? Because it yeah. seems it seems so. It's like everything that we got going on still seems so nascent. But yeah. it was about two years ago we met. Right, we met through our mutual friend. We met through uh, through Mono Hive. Through yeah, uh, shout out to Mono Hive. Yeah, man. and um, and we connected, and it was funny because Mono was like, "Hey, man, this is a dude that I think is on your level when it comes to like." your ideas for content creation and stuff. And I was like, all right, let's see it, everything. And I remember I was laying in bed and I was messaging you on discord and we're going back and forth and everything. And you're like, yeah, man, like the, the phrase you used was, yeah, man, I'm just a dude just trying to take over the world. Just like out here, like, just like trying to put my foot down and get this place set up. That's and, it, I, man. and I was just like, Oh snap. I think, I think he actually does have my mentality when it comes to this. So we had a lot in common real quick too. I mean, yeah. I do remember, I do recall uh, actually that it took about four, like four or five times for us to actually connect. Yeah. And it, it was a lot the of point where I was like, who the hell is this? I flip it a switch and why is he wasting my time? And, <laughs> and all of a sudden you get on, you get on the call and like, you're, you're giving me the info. You're, you're telling me what's up. And I was like, all right, this dude knows what's up. And I was listening. I was like, hell yeah, I, I need to collab with this dude for sure. Yeah. And then it was a, it was a, not a, not a, like an instantaneous thing. I did have to think about it because I've had, I've had a lot of failed projects in my, in my past. And I, as, I, it, as it is, yeah. as it is. right. And so I was a little hesitant when like you were talking about blind knowledge and everything. And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I've, I've been attached to other other people's projects and I've been attached to my own projects that didn't quite go the right way. And then after a while, I was like, you know what, man? Nah, I, I, I like the vibe that this dude is putting out. I like what he's trying to put forward. And also the, like the overall like mission statement for blind knowledge. It's a concept, dude. It's, it's a concept. Yeah. Man. And, and I feel like it's something that like a lot of people can get behind where it's like, it's not just about like being entertaining and it's not about just like, Hey, we're like, we're out here to like, to get the yucks and the chucks and the, <laughs> like we're out here to have a good time. Right. It's, right. it's also about like, we're trying to like put information out. Like we're trying to like either right. inform or educate you about something that maybe you didn't know about and maybe right. entertainment, entertainment at an intellectual level. Yeah. In the, in the words of, uh, in the words of, the immortal LeVar Burton, it's edumatainment. It's like, absolutely. Dude. Yeah. It's, it, it's a form of like, I want to make you chuckle and I want to make you laugh and I want you to have a good time, but also you're going to learn something by the end of it, whether you realize it or not. Right. Yeah. Yep. I think so much of like what, like what is defined by our generation, you and I are the same age and like so much of what is defined by our generation is defined by like reading rainbow Right. Where like, yeah, sure. It, it's yeah. so, it's so much of a dude just sitting, sitting in front of you and being like, Hey, today we're going to talk about, you know, like <laughs> this book. And you're also going to learn about this like really cool random thing and random fact. So yeah, they kind of slip it in there. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just, I just realized it because I, because I brought up reading rainbow. So the, you know, as a, as a dad, right. You got, you have two young kids and you're trying to like, you're trying to engage them with educational content. You're trying to like appeal to the, to like a more screen based generation 
while still trying to, you know, put forth like something of, of like value, right? Like, yeah, like, you're instilling like, those, you're, you're instilling that power of, of, of thinking, of learning, of adapting, of, of, of knowledge. Exactly. And I found that on YouTube, you can watch the entirety of Reading Rainbow on YouTube, right? So I, I have my kids start watching Reading Rainbow on YouTube. The very first episode of Reading Rainbow, I can't remember the book that he was talking about, but the thing that I remember them talking about was like early Reading Rainbow reminded me of, uh, do you remember the show How It's Made? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Early- it was up there with Mr. Wizard though. Yes. One, two. Yes. So the early Reading Rainbow episodes were very much like, here's a thing that you didn't know, like how it's done. We're going to show you how it's done. And yeah. I, I was living in Tennessee at the time, as I am now. But Tennessee, Tony. Yeah. From Texas or somewhere. Yeah, that was that was the best uh, moniker I, I, I've from, ever been. Texas Tony. Yeah, it was Texas yeah. Tony from Tennessee. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm from California, but okay. He's from Cali. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the very first episode Perfect. of Reading Rainbow is about, um, is about bowling balls. And, oh, wow. And the bowling balls are made at this factory that is in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is actually right down the road from me. And so at the time when I'm watching the episode with my kids, I was like, oh shit, this is right down the road. I could take my kids to this factory. You live in the middle of nowhere? No. It sounds Come, like it. No. Well, it, it's not really the middle of nowhere. It's a, if you go by the, by the locals <laughs> 30, definition, 30 miles away. <laughs> no, no, no. If you go by the locals definition, it is the, it is the gateway to the new south and okay okay and honestly it's only like i'm probably 35 40 minutes away from nashville like it's okay and the town itself has grown actually quite a bit like it's kind of crazy i could probably compare this place to like i could probably compare clarksville the town i live in now to like probably a Stockton, maybe a Sacramento, like back in California. Like, wow. Okay. I, I don't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. I was moved there. I mean, yeah, I, I may still do that. That may be in the works. You never know. Hey man, listen, I, uh, I don't have a spare bedroom anymore, but I know some, <sighs> I, I know some really good. I know a couple of good realtors. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to have to sell the hell out of blind knowledge. By the way, blindknowledge.com is the spot that is hot. Just wanted to say that. Oh man. Then that's that's the other thing too is like another thing that I I admire is how like at the turn of a hat like I I'm pretty sure I could take you with me and we could go meet the pope. And you know like, it's funny we, you say that but you don't know me when the when the camera's off. Well, well you kind of do. You kind of do, but you don't know we've never met in person and I, I think know, there's a yet. difference. Well, not yet. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I eventually we definitely will. Um, but there's, there's a difference. I mean, there's definitely this persona thing that happens when, when the green light goes on. I'm not like a totally different person, but in my real life, in my like when I walk down the street, I'm not like yippee ki yay and like, um, you know, just like, um, Mr. Mr. Out there, you know, I'm kind of. So I'm are crazy. you telling me that you wouldn't put the cell on the Pope? I would have a friendly conversation with the Pope. I, I wouldn't try to sell him on anything. I think he's kind of set in his ways. He said, I'm not trying to sell the man anything. He's he's like no. the, 
he's the mouthpiece to God. I have to like, I got to get in there. You know what I mean? Like shake some hands, you know, say, say what's up. I'm not trying to sell the man anything. <laughs> yeah. At least this Pope isn't as scary looking as the last one. True that, right. true that, true that. That guy had to resign. The Pope resigned. <laughs> when, when I read that on the news, I was like, the Pope res- resigned? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that's I mean, a it's a it's it's a it's a position of office, the same as anything else. I mean, technically, the president. I thought it was a position of God. It was like I mean, God's it is, will. it is. But if we're being honest, apparently, it's the, the like church being a is an office. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's a very influential office as well. Yeah, it's probably the most influential office. But that's not yeah. that's not here or there. So, what I do want to ask, shout Joe, out to Pope, by the way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Pope, <laughs> but. So let so let's let's dig in a little bit because yeah like some some of my audience probably doesn't uh, know you the way I know you as far as like different projects and stuff that we have worked on and everything and you know stuff we're gonna work on in the future you know there's a, there's a whole lot of gray area like I, I've talked about you before on previous episodes of the show on the you know, nice the, the, the previous three well you I know you're you're an important part to me getting back into the content creation space. If I'm being honest with you, brother. Like, right on, and I'm glad you're here. I'm I'm totally 100 percent, 110 percent glad you're here. I know you got something special, and I can't wait to um to see where this goes, dude. This is cool, cool stuff already. But I, I do want to kind of get to know you a little bit better, as far as like, so like like you brought before, like you're a musician at heart. So yeah, man. So when you say that, like. Like, what is it that gets that gets young Joey B to pick up a guitar and say, "Hey, man, I love music. I, like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this." Like, uh, like t- that's t- a good take question. me that, take me down that journey. That's a tough question, man. I mean, for me to go ahead and pick up a guitar, it's 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 an emotion, it's a feeling, it's a vibe. It's a slowed down, uh, very deep thought, very deep feeling. Um, it, it's a way for me to, um, uh, basically get things out of me, if that makes sense. So like some people write, some people go to the gym for me, you know, whether I'm feeling happy, sad, glad, mad, whatever it is, that's going to come out in the guitar. That's going to come out in the kind of chords I play, how fast I play, um, and, and the style I play. Um, and it's, it's therapeutic. It's, it's a release of energy is what it is and it's um it's the most creative soulful way to do it because not only is it good for me and healthy for me and therapeutic for me it usually helps other people too people people dig music you know and then that just makes it all the better i mean music's like mathematics it's a it's a universal language right like you can right on you can play music anywhere in the world and people will understand it yeah no matter what kind of genre it is usually i mean i've never ever met anyone that doesn't like some kind of music have you no no i mean like that person exists if you're listening or watching right now i want to interview you because i i don't think i need to sit down and have a conversation with like why is it that you get no joy from any sound like that's, seriously that's like an interconnecting thing for humans yeah for sure is love music yeah but so, like, what is your earliest like interaction with music? Like, at, like, at, you know, as a child, right? Or like, you know, like young adult, teenager, whatever it is. Like, yeah. when's that moment that you realize, like, oh snap, I got this. I, you know, I have this instrument. I can, I can play. I, because I have no natural talent for music, and a lot of people say, oh, anybody can learn to play the guitar. 
It's hard. Any, any you know, anything, you know, like it, you know, it like anybody can myself. sit down in front of a piano or whatever. But that's even harder. But Tony, man, I taught myself how to play guitar. Um, I took six months of lessons. Um, for me, I grew up with all kinds of genres. You know, my mom was into classic rock and into like even just kind of 80s stuff, like um, anything from Pink Floyd to um, Duran Duran to Rod Stewart. And then like I, I my first concert was the Beach Boys. No shit. The- you saw the Beach Boys live? I was five or six. Brother, yeah. that sounds freaking rad. Yeah, man. That was my first concert. My second concert was Rod Stewart. You know, my on my dad's side, I there was a lot of musicals. There was a lot of um Oh you know, okay. I listened to Rent and I was listening at like an early age, listening to the village people and disco and like all this wacky stuff, man. Not no pop really. You know, Michael Jackson. And then as I got older you know, I was always, I always had a walk, man. I always had a disc, man. I always had music on because my childhood was kind of messed up. I don't want to go that way, but I needed a distraction. I needed some kind of, I needed a balance and I needed a way to come back to reality with the ups and downs and the emotional roller coasters and all the drama and the chaos of what was happening around me, even at a young age things I couldn't handle, things I didn't know how to handle, didn't even know what was happening. Music always grounded me, mm-hmm. no matter what the genre was. And I was always learning. I, I had cassettes, Hootie and the Blowfish, dude. Uh, Boys wow. to Men, um, LL Cool J, Coolio. And then eventually I heard <laughs> I heard Guns N' Roses, dude. And I heard Sweet Child of Mine. I heard the solo for the first time. I got <sighs> goosebumps at 15, and I was like, I want to play that. And that's when I started. Yeah, that's a, I mean, like, Sweet Child of Mine, that's probably, like, that's probably a, a top 10, like, Oh, good. Like Slash is guitar. so good. Yeah. I, I always, I always point people to, like, if you want to hear just gut, like, speaking of Guns N' Roses, you want to hear gut-wrenching emotion through a guitar, yeah. it's, it's the guitar solo from November Rain. Like, oh yes, the whole mood changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes from this like real somber, like slow melodic tone and everything, and then suddenly you are just you're just in it, and it's just it it turns into this this typhoon of emotion, like yeah. th- like through the guitar and everything. Yeah, it's a that, that breakdown. That is a ba- yeah, that breakdown. It it is a banger for sure. Yeah, man. And that's where I started. And I took lessons for six months. And I I used to have a lot of panic attacks as a kid. Um, so I couldn't do the small room thing. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. Like I had I ran out of the room every time I was like, I can't do it. I'd end up sweating and shit. Right, can I swear? I hope I can swear. Yeah, go ahead, man. Rock on. We'll edit that post. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So eventually, you know, I took six months of lessons. I quit the lessons and but I didn't quit the guitar and I kind of just started listening to it and I kind of learned how to play by ear. It's kind of the slow way to go, but over time, like I taught myself and then I started playing with my friends and, and they were all learning together too. And I, one of my friends was a uh, savant basically when I was 15, 16, we're playing in my garage. We had the cops called a couple of times when we were playing TNT by ACDC. <laughs> that means you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, yeah, my mom was pissed. She's like, "Who called the cops?" Some <laughs> some lady with a stick up her butt. But um, 
Yeah, no, that's where it started. Then we were playing in the in the basement, and and then I went to an all boys school, you know, and a really really good high school. I got really not lucky, but I got really. Uh, I'm grateful that I went there. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, it's a top stellar. It's one of the best high schools in the country, and they had a music program, so I learned theory really early on sophomore year and after school i'd be over at my buddies who's the savant and and we'd be playing punk music you know and then um we started a band and like for me my mind is always going so we're, i'm always trying to build and and he's writing the songs and i'm just adding guitar fills and and i'm doing i'm more of a rhythm guitarist over time i can play lead but i'm, I'm at at, at, at the heart and soul of me is a guitar player is a, a rhythm guitar player chords and and um and rhythms but nevertheless you know it just built from there and then we had one of the best drummers in the state playing with us and then all of a sudden we're booking shows and, and then i'm booking shows at vfws and we uh, that's how we bought a pa we bought a thousand dollar pa because i booked two shows at two vfws in a church basement and this is all in at high school as 16 and a half 17 yeah Making yeah. making making moves, brother. Making moves. That's what I was dude, I was I was banging and clanging. Yeah, man. <laughs> and having a lot of fun, man. Having a lot of fun and you know, looking back and just thinking about it now, I mean, there was it was some cool times and we're playing emo stuff and we're playing punk stuff and we're playing some some cool distorted stuff and then we're playing acoustic stuff and it was kinda all over the place and it was just really fun. I mean, really I mean, you're playing what feels right at the time, right? Like, that's the great thing yeah. about music is like, you know, like bands that are signed to a label and signed to a, like a specific image, if you will. That was the dream, dude. That was the dream was to get signed. I mean, yeah. I mean, for sure. That's everybody's dream, right? Like it, it, it was a different business then too. Yeah. It was a different business. But you know, like when you're just, when you're playing music to play music, when you're playing you know, you know, air quotes here for the love of the game, as it were, you know, like or the chicks to the girls, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely a fringe benefit that a lot of people don't talk about, but it, it helps. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you're, you're playing what feels right. So like, you're just, you know, you're yeah. playing whatever, what, well, like, not just, whatever's fit not in the really, mood. not really, not totally, not feel what feels right. We're writing what feels right. We're mm. playing it together playing it cohesively as a band because I got it when I hit the two Mike has to hit the four and then I have to come back on the one you but, know and so Ryan then, so then are you guys doing I, any you know, like original music or are all you original. just oh wow okay awesome. it's all original that's yeah amazing. we're writing our own stuff dude yeah that's good shit yeah well so and then that's what I do today I, I write my own stuff today hmm so so there's an alternate timeline where like you and I don't meet because you're a big time, like, you know, at this point, music producer, right. You're, you're the Dr. Dre of your little sphere. And maybe in 10 years, you never know. Hey, it, it can still happen. But like, there's an alternate timeline where Joey B becomes a rock star. Well, I was, I was recording in, in studios at 17. We went to the arts Institute and we were there for 24 hours. You know, we, we won battle of the bands a bunch of times. So we got free recording hours cause we couldn't afford shit. So we, we would win these contests and we would get the hours and that's how I learned how to record. And, you know, you're in there with the engineer and then you're watching them how to produce and like how to do the audio and, you know, asking questions and we weren't 
the kinds of kids like 16, 17 that were screwing around, smoking weed and not that there's anything wrong with that, but we weren't like joking and stuff. We were, mm-hmm. but we weren't dead serious. We just loved hanging out with each other. We had a, we had a ball, but we also like loved music and we loved making the music. And I, I don't think we knew why we but just did it. it. it but it, it sounds like there's like, there was a focus. There was a, like a, like, well, like, yeah. Like, like we're at a, we're trying to get the Z. Yeah. And we got to, you know, hit the gates and hit the steps in order to, to reach that goal. Yeah, but no drill sergeant stuff, but it wasn't well, no. fluffy either. But yeah. it was just like, it was all good vibe. It was, it was, but it was focus. Yeah. It was definitely focus. No, and that's good because like, there's, there's so many, there's so many stories and so many people that you meet that like, you know, either like had a shot or, or had what it took to hit that next level or whatever. And really what it comes down to is just a, a lack of determination or a lack of focus, a, a lack of, of discipline, you know? Which, yeah. For me, man, I wish, you know, looking back, I wish I didn't go to college right away after high school. I wish I had taken a year off and hung out with the band because I think, I think that would have been not only more fun, but um, I think we could have done some cool things. So then do you feel like the experience of like being in that, in that setting, right? Like you're, you're, you're basically seeing how the donuts are made. Okay. Like you're in the studio, you're seeing how the recording is done. Like you're seeing how, like, you know, all the instrumentation. Yeah. There's all, there's this learning process going on. Do you feel like that's what, what has like brought you into where you are now? Cause the, the one thing I do know is that you do have a, have a background in radio. You do have a background in, in, in live production. So do you feel like that's what, pushed you into that direction was that exposure yeah totally totally you know that laser focus was one thing that i learned really early on from from the high school i went to and from the the band stuff and just just my overall like studiousness i guess (laughs) you know like um um you know even today like i look at blind knowledge as a band Uh, that cohesiveness the vibe the collective we all have to be on the same page that's how it works that's how a band works if if everyone isn't on the same page in a band it's gonna suck yeah and why play music that sucks yeah yeah it's not sound good exactly it doesn't sound good it's all discorded and everyone's everyone's on their own stage right you gotta be on point mr spears gotta be on point that's listen i'm only good at puns that's the whole that's the whole reason the name i think that's the name of the show yeah (laughs) yeah it's true yeah you gotta be on point one two three four you know it's it it's you know it sounds simple but you gotta hit your marks yeah and that's that's the thing that i i feel like and and again when we're talking about like how you and I hit it off and everything, right? It's so much of understanding that like there has to be a shared vision, right? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, you get that. Man. Yes, you like, get that. Like so much of what my experience has been in the military has been so much of like, hmm. like good leaders take a group of people, give them a purpose, a task, and a motivation. And then you set them off to complete a mission. Those three things together, purpose, task, motivation, drive them toward the end goal of accomplishing the mission, regardless of what that mission is, right? It could be something. And don't you think they should be able to lead by example? I mean, I mean, yes, but you have in 
in my context, you have people that are in those positions to lead by that example. So you have Fair. your, you have your more, your more junior leaders who would be your, you know, like, you know, air quotes here, your middle managers there to work with your, you know, to work, uh, with your, I don't know, a good analog for it, for, to work with your worker bees as it were to, to go in to set the example to show that, Hey, you know, even the person that is in charge of me can also do the work as well. But I mean, that's, that's getting outside of the point The the point being is that like, like having shared understanding of what the end state is, is an important part of getting to that instinct because yeah. you know the, the whole concept of like like no one man is an island right it's it's 2023 no individual person i know i i checked my phone earlier today. hold on i gotta double check that just to see okay you're <laughs> he right. said oh Please god my bills i have to check my storage oh god oh, where's my 401k oh my goodness <laughs> where's me. my 401k i should be a millionaire but oh, it's down 25%. It's 2023. It definitely is. <laughs> yes. He said, oh, I just double checked. You're right. The the year's correct. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, in, in this day and age, in the, in the space that we're trying to break out into, right? No one man is an island. Like no one is, is a Mark Marin anymore. No one you can't is. can't do it alone, man. You no, can't do it alone. No, you can't. Because the thing is, is like, there's not enough, there's not enough time in the day. And there's just not enough people to cover all the bases. And that's why you no have to have cares. that shared. No one cares that much about one person. I, I, that's how I, I feel. Like, I don't think there's, like, that star these days. You know, like Michael Jackson. Everyone well, loved I Michael mean, Jackson. I mean, to be scary. fair, though, that's that's the star. Like, you're, like, right. like you're comparing, like, 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 schmoes like me to Michael Jackson. There's a... There are the, like degrees of separation right. there, like way oh, beyond. We're getting it. into standard deviations and stuff here. Yeah, man. Let me get I my mean, pro track. I mean, no, but only because, and the only reason why I I, why I I pick on that particular uh, on that particular analogy is because, like, when you look at a Michael Jackson, right? Michael Jackson is the dude that took uh, that took music, that took pop, and and savant. And reformed it into something that could appeal to everybody, which is not something that pop was before. Like pop was very much skewed toward a particular audience, a particular age, a particular demographic. Tony, he started dancing too. And and that's the thing is like, there's so many different elements that he adds in. Right. And there's so many different ways that he puts his own, like his own spin on and his own essence and personality into the genre to where it ends up defining the genre. That's why he's you considered one of the greats. You because you know when it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. as soon as you hear it. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, you could have like my kids recognize Michael Jackson's music now. Like all it's this, awesome. all this That's time. Awesome. Yeah, all this time. Right, like disconnect, like a complete disconnect from the actual source material. But like my kids recognize Michael Jackson because they understand there's like there's a different hit, there's a different there's a different beat, there's a different tempo and melody to the music 
to where when it or starts, a Whitney Houston or a, a Mariah Carey it doesn't have to be Michael Jackson. Some people might not want that. No, I, I mean, yeah, but if you're if you're looking at the example of like like the tippy top, right? The people that are like redefining it, because even still, stars, you're looking at stars. Whitney Houston, you're looking at Mariah Carey. They're taking influences from people like Michael Jackson. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They're learning from them. Exactly, and so it becomes a thing of like, where do you separate out? the the influence from the individual that's a good question right there dude and that's a and i feel like in this day and age the actual like the you know the the age-old adage of like <laughs> i used to use this all the time and i stopped for a while because it started to piss me off but now i use it i use it now presently because it is true and it actually acts as like a a bit of like pathos for myself is like there hasn't been an original idea since 1985. And it's just because like there's only so many things that you can create yeah. until all the things have been created, right? But the thing is, is you can take that idea, right? You can take Thriller and you could put your own spin on it if you wanted to. And yeah, you could remix it. Yeah, you could, you could remix it. You could add in new moves. You could do a million and one things to Thriller. And there are going to be certain people that are like, I don't like this. This isn't Michael Jackson's thriller. I don't want to watch this garbage. But there will be some people that say, hey, I really like thriller. But I also like what this guy's doing because he's doing something different. And he's that's what a lot of music. That's what a lot of music is right now too. Exactly. Like Skrillex, like um, you know, bass nectar, like all that kind of DJ, like lo-fi, you know, all that um, yeah. that remixing. So it, taking it's samples. a it's a lot of. It's a lot of recognizing that like you don't have to you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to make the next best thing. No, it's since, evolution. Yeah. Evolution. You don't have to make the, the next you know, the the best thing since sliced bread. Right. You just have to make a thing that has your mark on it. And you don't have to, but maybe you can. I mean, you never know. I mean, yeah, you can after some time. And but I feel, everything comes from something, right? Yeah, but and and so much of innovation is is brought on from imitation. Like you, you, uh, you emulate, you, you know, for lack of a better word, copy a thing for long enough. And then you as the individual can look at it, break it down and say, okay, what brought me to this in the first place? I like aspects A, B, and C. Okay. I can take out all this other filler. Maybe I can add in X, Y, and Z that I want to do that is kind of my idea, my own, own, my own little, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My own little, you know, thousand Island with some pickles in it and everything. Mm, and that then, sounds good. I know it's delicious, isn't it? Mm. Anyway. And then toast the bread. I know. Right. Two patties. Can you believe that? Grilled chicken. Mm. Mm. But then you put that mixture together and you put that out there and then people, and then there's a, a certain pe a certain number of people in the audience that will say, Hey, I like this because it reminds me of this thing. But it's got this spin on it because of this guy. And I also like yeah. this this person, this individual, because of X, Y, and Z made their personality, the way that they they think, the way that they the their creative process or the way they you know express ideas and things like that. It adds in the the flavor, you know what I mean? The 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 secret the, the, the Yeah, the, the the seven herbs and spices, <laughs> if you will, of of the yeah. of the individual. Yeah, true, true. And I, I feel and I fun. feel like that's a lot of what of what you've got going on 
over at Blind Knowledge, where like if if we're being completely honest, like the the concept behind Blind Knowledge is not wholly unique. No, but, it's not. But it is different in how you're how you're gathering different content creation into your like into your group into your sphere and also like the the types of content that you're trying to create it's formulaic is what it is i mean it's 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 the vision it's a mission not a mission but it's a vision it's a concept that we're trying to get out there in in the way things are right now in the trending content community content is what it is right now that that's the big thing ever since facebook started back and shit when facebook you had to have a college um you had to have a college email facebook uh, yeah. when i was 18 and now i'm 37 which is scary mm-hmm. um well, but that's when it all in my space and like all that stuff that's kind of when it all started but like i think like for me, yeah, you're absolutely right. The con- the the concept itself isn't it's not new. Like, yeah, formative entertainment. I mean, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But it's just uh, the way I'm trying to do it. I mean, you can do that with music. You can do that with writing. You can do that with drawing. You can do that with photography. I want to do it with content. Yeah, and that's and and that's what like that's the gravity that after meeting you brought me into this fold is like, I, I believe in that vision. Like I believe in the, like you can be entertaining and you can, you can allow people to have a good time, but you can still also like teach them something and inform them. It's like the rainbow dude. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that is so much of Mr. Rogers for our Mr. Rogers fans. Yeah, no, and and you're absolutely right. It is so much of that where like there's a there's a very formative period in our generation that comes around with like reading Rainbow with Sesame Street, right? With um, with, you know, with Mister Rogers, with uh, for oh, there was such good entertainment in TV back then. Yeah, it's like, they don't even make it Ugh. anymore. Don't don't even get me started. We could That's we could, another we could thing. Go they just on. Got- it's like Power Rangers has been around forever. I don't get that. Oh my god! Well, we could have a whole Power Rangers conversation. I had I Power just Rangers underwear, towels. I had. I was. It's morphin' time, bro. Hell yeah! <laughs> he said it's morphin' time. I got to go to bed. <laughs> but <laughs> Tommy, White Ranger. Oh, man, oh the the a banger that is still in my head to this day is the Green Ranger fight music. The whole like, go Green Ranger, go Green Ranger, go Green Ranger. That'd be oh, a cool God. sample. Oh, brother, it was oh, it was so good at the time. But he was still evil, so I didn't know how to feel about it. But anyway. We've got to find that audio and make it a bed. We can make it a um, a background audio oh, track. Well, there we That'd go. Cool. I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. The internet is vast and deep. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's what so much of the gravity was when I first met you because like I, I do want to take those pieces. I do want to take the pieces from like reading rainbow from like the Sesame streets from, you know, Mr. Rogers from lamb chop from all the things that like helped us to, I mean, but really though, it was the things that taught us that like you can learn in your own way. You can 
have fun while learning, but also don't be a shitty person while right. learning, right? Like now that's a big that's a big thing right there. Be a good person, have morals and values. Mm-hmm. Have a heart. Yeah, and think, and think I feel like that's talk. that's what so much of content is lacking now is like Oh yeah, like, it's so cold. Like yeah, and so much of it feels like it has to be polarized. It, it's it very has sexually, to be it's very sex, it's very um shock. It's very like Yeah. Like that guy at the bar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and again, that's what that's that's really what sold me on the vision for blind knowledge was like, okay, like we can just be here to try and like at the end of the day, just try and help make better, more informed people. Like when you write, when you write a song, right, Tony, when you write a song, you know, usually there's a reason why you write it, but usually like really good musicians write songs to get a message out. Like Tom Petty did that a lot. Like Jimi Hendrix did that. I love Tom Petty. Yeah, like there's 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 a there's a a voice, you know, and that's what I've always been into. That's the musician in me. It's like that's you know, you can give lectures, you can read books, you can do all kinds of things, but to have a voice is huge, and especially in 2023 with everything so polarized. um, Even though there's so many outlets and access points to get your voice out there. It's kind of tough to do by yourself. Yeah, for sure. That's why the whole collective thing, it's like a big band. And, you know, and content is, you know, like I said before, like photography and, and, and artistic stuff, like that's all content. It's just a big umbrella of content. It's just like, how do you, how do you use that? You know, how do you, how do you shift that clay into something cool? Yeah. And it's. You know, what's the message behind what you're doing what's your voice what's what's your what are you trying to portray or relay you know chuck mcbeef chuck mcbeef chest said free freelan chuck mcbeef chest dude shout out to chunk i love chunk mcbeef chest greatest name in the game i mean honestly it's it's one that sticks with you when i hear when i hear chunk mcbeef chest i'm just like jesus this man has his branding down. No one when else I, is going to be able to get past that. Exactly. When I first saw the email come in and rolled in, I still know exactly where I was. <laughs> I remember this moment. I was like, Chunk McBeef chest. I need to know what this is. First, I thought it was spam. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That is a fantastic name. I don't know what it means or what it is or who it is. And then it turns out to, <laughs> to be an adult. I thought it was like a teenager. <laughs> so this is like, a person. Uh, it's like a very articulate, intelligent person too. Like, right that, like you wouldn't think a Chunk McBeef Chess would be a high IQ individual, <laughs> but Chunk McBeef Chess is a very smart individual. Turns out. Yeah, he's a good dude. All right. So uh, I think with that, we will take a, uh, a, quick, a quick break, a quick fiver, if you will. We're going to take a, a quick break. We're going to freshen some things up. And then when we come back, we're going to dive more into blind knowledge. And we're going to dive more into what it is that makes Joe tick. And we're going to dive more into how I taught myself to play the harmonica. So when we get I back. I can't wait for that, dude. Oh, man. It's a, well, uh, we can we get Chuck McBeef chest in here, too? That'd be great. I mean, 
I'm sure we can find a way. Only way to get try. the name is high IQ. I mean, listen, if it comes from, <laughs> listen, it was said by Chunk McBeef Chest. Obviously, it must be true. So we will be right back. Boop. All right. And we're back. Once again, time again, time and time again. I always think of that line every time I've ever done that where I bring a scene back to the OG scene that I was starting in. I think of the, uh, it's a it's a quote by Snoop Dogg. It's like, here we are once again, back again, time and time again. I can't remember what it's from. Time and time again is a Cotton Crows lyric too. Yes, it's... Just throwing that out there. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. I'm just trying to think of where. One, two, three into the boat. Yeah. Dog, dog and Dr. Dre. Is that the. Oh, man. Don't, don't even give me. St- okay. So, you know what? All right. No, no. You, you open this can of worms. So now we got to, <laughs> we got to get into it. But real quick for uh, those that are just joining us, I am here with Joey B, founder of Blind Knowledge, a uh, dear friend of mine. And also a person that I feel like if there are radio waves that link people between their brains, this man is on the same AM bandwidth as me. Oh, totally AM bandwidth for sure. But that being said, now you have brought me into a subject of great contention, my friend. Uh One that I feel like we have to, we have to cross this Rubicon. Okay. Well, let's cross this Rubicon, whatever a Rubicon is. Like that's like what you would consider like a like a a a grand crossing, you know, like huh. a a Rubicon. An, that's a great word. An, I've an, never heard an that. expedition. Anyway, cool. So, if the you had you know. to, if you had to break it down to five incredibly no, the five most influential albums of your life. To you personally, what are they? Counting Crows, uh, August and Everything After. Okay. There's one of them. All right, all right, all right. Um, Appetite for Destruction. Oof. So good. Guns N' Roses. Um, anything Jimi Hendrix. Right, let's, let's call it Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. Um, MF Doom. Danger Doom, Ugh. Danger Mouse, all that. Um, uh, the actually the the album, if we're gonna do specific albums, would be Danger Doom uh, with the Aqua Teen Hunger Force when oh. they did. Um, Bro, I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force so much. <laughs> that that album is friggin' awesome. I was listening to it earlier. Crosshairs is one of the best songs. I love MF Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's four. Um. Like 182. What's my age again? Oh, man. Or Damn It. The one with Damn It on it. Uh, that was... Uh, oof, hold on. I'm trying to think of the album. Hold on. Yeah, I, I can see the album cover, and I can't think of it. Hold on. I'm going to bring us over to... You know, they just played Coachella. I heard they got back together. Tom was there, too, yeah. Yes. That would have been awesome. Yes, it would have been. It wasn't there. No, take off your pants and jacket was the one with damn it. No, it wasn't. No, that one was not. It was the one before that. Enema of the state. No, it was the one before that. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Actually, I'm going to throw Dave Matthews Band in there, too. I do love some Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band is a, is a great live show, for sure. But you can see, like, my, my music, my genres are all over the place. No, and that's, I mean, that's a well-rounded... Uh, that's a well-rounded taste in music, my friend. Like today, I was listening to Little Wayne in the shower. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Getting pumped up. Hell yeah, you gotta selling some Numo Specs. Numo yeah. Specs Media, by the way. <laughs> Check well, us out. I'm trying to find the. No, it was Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch has damn it. I Dude think. Ranch, yeah, that's the one. I wanted to yes. say Dookie, but that's that's Green Day. I do. Uh, Chicos in the chat says I do not listen to any Dave Matthews. Question: What about music formats? How about the used? Does he like the used music formats? What What do you mean? Yeah, uh, Chicos, expound on what you mean by music formats. You mean and like then, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Yeah, and then chunk, chunk make. Uh, and Chicos says he loves the used. Uh, Chunk McBeefchest <laughs> says, if you were going back that far, yeah. you should add in Goldfinger. Goldfinger is pretty legit, honestly. Goldfinger is legit. 99 uh, Red Balloons by Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. The cover is fantastic. She yeah. said formats make a huge difference in its sound. Yes. Okay. So Totally. So are you talking about in like in the, in the method that it's like recorded? I think they're talking about like the if you do intro verse for eight bars, then chorus oh, or four okay, bars. Okay, okay, okay. So Chico says, "I love older music, but I need it in FLAC files." So basically, he's saying that like you need like a like a lossless recording of the uh, of the music and everything cassette cd mp3 okay yeah yeah so we're not okay so oh actually so we're not getting anything else bear uh, itunes i think that's itunes yeah because like i listen to everything off of apple uh, music right like i i have a, a family account and it just it works that way same i got the student account because i'm in school i'm actually two classes away from graduating <sighs> congratulations my friend thank you sir well, i'm well, pumped yeah i mean you should be pumped you're you're right there at the end no yeah, iTunes. I, iTunes is AAC. Ah, all right. So then, Chigas, give me an example of a service that provides flack. Yeah, let us know. AAC streaming is two fifty ish KBS. It's awful. Which is unnecessary. It's too high. Yeah, Deezer, Title, Kobaz, or Cubos. MB3 is 350. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I just I just had this conversation with a friend where he's really concerned about the way that he is doing his video recordings and uh hold on, quick transition. See, people think in frequencies that you, the higher the better, but not always. Yeah, and I told him with video cuz he's trying to go like 100% 1080 60 lossless and so he's trying to do like like uh like uh how uh, big is that file? Jesus. 57 gigs. And I'm telling him, I'm like, 57 I'm like, seven gigs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. brother, this is not necessary. Just do an MP4. And he was like, but it doesn't look as good. And I'm like, listen, you have to think about your method of delivery. Yeah. You're, you're not stamping disc to go and push out the people. You're putting it on YouTube and <laughs> it's, go, it's going out to the masses. Yeah. Half of them are going to watch it on their phone. So who cares if it's in 720? 
just right. just put out the content and like and that's where it comes to that like to that line of like oh, I get that I get that I want I would want 1080p I would want uh, lossless for sure especially I mean, yeah I mean I would what rather the, have a smaller resolution and it's, it could be too digital yeah because but, then there's, there's the difference between analog and digital too but I would rather have the I would rather have a smaller resolution at 60 frames a second as opposed to a higher resolution at 30. It'd be smooth. Yeah. For sure. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, like you want it to look natural and 60 is the best frame rate to get a natural look where, as opposed to like 30, it looks kind of janky and well, not plus on a janky. TV versus a phone versus yeah. a screen, like a, an iPad versus a monitor versus Skyrider. She says files. It depends on what you try and get. I'm listening to music at the highest res on Soplid equipment so it ruins my youtube experience it depends also on your equipment i use a, a vinyl R2 record R, player, bro an r2r digital to analog rate so i do love my music sounding analog right on yeah and that's yeah. And, and that's the thing is like i mean when there's it when, when it comes there's to music warmth. yeah exactly it's a there's a different uh yeah, I mean, and it's funny how that is the definition that so many people use is like there's a, a there's more warmth to the music at that point because when there's a difference. like when I'm listening to music, it's in the car or it's in it's in a pair of earbuds that are just See, absolute Tony, garbage. Everything's through a phone. Everything's through our our, our garbage headphones. Like mm-hmm. there isn't that like no one has a surround sound system anymore. It's no, and that's the thing. Like no one's doing hi-fi. Right. Like no one has like, I was just, I was just talking earlier with someone where I was like, I want to get a vinyl record player. I do too now. But then I don't know what I'm going to do as far as audio for it because I don't have a a stereo system for it. So like you spend $200 on a, on a good vinyl record player. Now you got to spend another $300, $400 on a good like hi-fi system for it in order to get the proper sound out of it. Like where, like where does that end? That's a whole, that's a whole different aspect of how you're listening to music. You know, uh, Chuck McBeef chest says, that's why you need at least eight tracks. Yeah. You need an eight track. I was, wait, eight track or eight track. He said eight tracks, but I took that as a, as an eight track player. That's like a mixer. Because like I listened to a lot line. of music on my grandfather's eight track, and that shit was awesome. I listened to yeah. You uh, have eight tracks or forty two tracks. Yeah. So it doesn't really. I mean, it does matter. It depends on the kind of music too. Like, I remember listening to Elvis Presley's uh, "Blue Hawaii" on eight track and thinking that wow. sounded amazing. Oh yeah. Oh, he had he has some stuff now. Looking back, I'm just like, God dang, man, some of these were really like he had uh, he had a couple Merle Haggard eight tracks, all kinds of stuff. Um, El- what's Elvis's sandwich? Famous sandwich that he likes. Uh, it's a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. Oh my goodness! You can still get it at Graceland. Good. You can still get it there. Oh I'm yeah, about to have it in my kitchen. It. You should. It's delicious. Chica says, "I disagree. I'm using crazy planar magnetic headphones, but it also depends on what you want to get. I use a DAC and an amp, and my files on my headphones and." But that's the thing, though, Chicos is like, and, is he and, lying in? And I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure he is. But that's the thing is like, like you're you're taking the additional steps 
And that's cool. Like you can take the additional steps, bro. It can get very complicated and technical. Yeah. If you're trying to get like that, like the most lawless, he says, of course I use four, uh, 4.4. Fair enough. But like, if you're trying to go for like that degree of, of like audio quality in order to get the most out of your music, like by all means, dude, but all I need to do is <laughs> Chuck McBeef just says his preferred sandwich was peanut butter and heroin. Well, maybe mm. in the later years. Oh, mm. Yeah. Didn't he die on the toilet? He died on the toilet. Mm. Yes, he did. Bummer. Where can I get the Kurt Cobain special? <clears throat> um, oh, God. I was about to say, Acad- I was about to say Academy Sports. <laughs> Never <Damn> mind. <laughs> That album was influential. Oh. I actually read Kurt Cobain's um, writings. There's a book mm-hmm. that was released where it's all of his journals and his his like you can see where he was like writing his songs and and, and it's some pretty messed up stuff, but it's also pretty awesome. It's Kurt time. Cobain was like, regardless of what people say, like yes, he made he made some amazing and incredibly influential music, but Kurt Cobain was a troubled soul. Like there's there's no. Yeah. There's no well, doubt about that. Like, yeah. I think the best musicians are kind of. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at Jimi Hendrix. Best. Look at um, the whole Twenty Seven Club. Yeah, yeah. Look at um, Amy Winehouse. You know. Yeah. Substances, mental health issues, just kind of you know not being like comfortable in reality with life. Yeah, because you're trying to it's paint. Like, you're trying to paint your own picture of it. And it doesn't. Nah, I think it's deeper than that, man. I think it's just like it's an overall like under trying to understand what it is, what life is, and trying to be and and being unable to be and having to voice that in some way. Hmm. Now that's no, that's I, I, I could definitely, there. I could definitely see that. I could definitely agree. Where can I get the? <laughs> oh man, Jesus, you're killing me. Um, <laughs> but um, okay. So, aside from music, all right, I feel yeah. like I feel like there's another medium that influences people a lot when it comes to like the way that they perceive things and the way that they're formed and they're shaped. So then, my question to you is: five influential movies, like movies, five influential movies, movies, film. You know, like you don't have to be specific. You know, Robin Hood. The, the, Kevin Costner. Okay, all right, solid, solid. Absolutely. Uh, Aladdin. The animated movie. Yep. All the right. original. Okay. Robin Williams. Robin Williams is one of the best ever. By the way. I yeah, I completely agree. Uh, geez. Um. I'm kind of stumped. <laughs> Crap. Um. You got Robin Hood. You got Aladdin. Uh, That's already a like a a wide deviation in right. in like genres and taste. You went from Disney to was that Paramount? Hold on. I'd say Armageddon, but I've seen it a million times. Who cares? That's it's still an amazing freaking movie. I'll put Armageddon. I'll put Armageddon up there. Oh, um, Armageddon's so good. Robin, it's Prince of Thieves, of course. 
Yeah, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that not, was not Men in Tights. Yeah, well, I mean, Men in Tights is good. Let's be real now. Yeah, I, Field, I uh, Field of Dreams too. I'll throw that on there. <sighs> Field of Dreams is really good. Yeah. Um, where is it? Hold on. I'm trying to find out what, who directed, not directed, but the producers. Well, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme, I I'm guess. blanking right now. Oh, I forgot Morgan Freeman is in that movie. God damn, that movie is so good. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't I think he was like 30 or 35, and he looks like he's like... Oh, no, I, I just got done watching, like, literally right before I hopped on this call with you. I just got done watching Dracula 2000. And when I tell you that is a very young and very virile Gerard, oh, Gerard Butler, oh, my God. <sighs> Grease. Put Grease up there. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a solid pick. Grease is Grease good. Is the word. Ooh. Is the word. So, hold on. You did mention musicals before, and I do love musicals. Like, yeah, I, I, have, like I have one that is near and dear to my heart. What is your favorite musical? Grease. Is it Grease, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Cool. I'm not crazy about musicals, but some good ones are, you know, Rent is cool. I mean, yeah, Rent is very good. Mm. Yeah, it's more of the soundtracks though. The soundtracks is what I'm into. Though. I mean, Grease is an all-time banger. If we're being honest, with it was you. always on in the background. That's what my parents and, and their relatives and their friends were listening to. Very eclectic growing up. All kinds of, all kinds of folks. Well, lots, lots of musical influences. Lots of different kinds of people and mm. different kinds of influences and, and different kinds of habits. Let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of that in every family, I think. I grew up pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, you got, you got one more movie left. Yeah, it's a football movie. I can't think of it. Uh, Friday Night Lights. No, not Friday Night Lights, although that's a great one. That is a great movie. Um, Remember the Titans? Remember the Titans, yeah. Yeah, Rare of the Titans is a is a classic, truly. Well, ladies love Denzel, man. And, I mean, who I, doesn't I though? Movie. God, I mean, the dudes love Denzel I too. I just I saw the trailer. I, <laughs> I mean, shit. I just saw the trailer for the Equalizer three, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go see that. All right, let's go. <laughs> man, that's you want to talk about a amazing performance. Speaking of Denzel, everyone points to like Training Day, right? Which don't get me wrong. Oh, like amazing movie. That's a good one too. Yeah, like amazing movie. Denzel, top of his game. But for like for me personally, if I'm going Denzel, like you've got me on this tangent now because I'm thinking of like movies and stuff like that. If I'm thinking Denzel, it's Man on Fire, dude. Man on Fire. Think. Oh my God, Man on Fire was so good. Like that's a movie where like you go and you watch it and you're just like, damn, Tony Scott figured it out. Like. I don't agree with everything Tony Scott does as, as a director because a lot of his, like, a lot of the ways he does, like, his shots and, like, different, like, panning to different, uh, like, scenes and stuff like that isn't, by most, by most standards, coherent. But, um, man, that movie is so good. Oh, so good. And the book is even better. Be said, there's something to be said about me, um, movie production too, like the way things are. Oh, like, dude, I, shown, I, you know? I realize now, like in at this point in my content creation journey, that like a lot of my friends that were making like home movies, as it were, 
back in the early 2000s and stuff like that. Oh, I remember home movies oh, with yeah. the little tapes. Oh, oh, I, oh, yeah, I remember. But a lot, of, films, a lot uh, of my friends that were doing that, like, back in the early 2000s and stuff, like, you know, like, like, like shout out to my friend John Soares. Shout out to John. Because he, he had the proper vision in order to make something work with the technical limitations at the time. Cause at the time he was just working with like, Hey, I'm going to put this, this mini VHS into this freaking into this camcorder and we're going to rock out. And then I'm going to splice all this crap together. Like he was doing the hard work by hand. I mean, well, I mean not by hand, but like the whole, like, like rewind it, like splice this over it. Like fast forward, get to this scene, like make, you know, like loop this over it, that kind of crap. See, I have no idea how any of that works. Brother, That's he, he was thing. doing he was doing the hard work. And now looking at it, it's so much you know, like there's so much of it that is like, you know, been digitized and like you have things like After Effects and all these different uh you know mediums to go through and change it up and just streamline the whole process of like video production. Digital, but, digital, digital, man. Yeah, but John was doing like the hard work, and now you know, like he he works in movies. He he That's works awesome. in you know in TV and stuff like that, and and I, I I look at it now. It's like man, he was leagues and bounds of what I was able to even like conceptualize when I was first starting down this path. You know what I mean? And. It's so funny, like now looking at, it, I look at the stuff that he made when I, like when I was in high school, the stuff that he made and I was just like, man, I couldn't make that now. There's no, like, even with the tools I have now, there's no way. Like, I just don't, I don't have the vision to see it from an outside perspective. Like there's so much of what you take for granted as the viewer, as the viewer, you see the scene and you're like, oh, cool. It goes like this and it goes like this and it goes like this, but like being behind the camera and visualizing the scene in its entirety, that's a completely different skill set. It's a completely different skill set and it requires a different type of like, it requires a different mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, that's, and sure. that's, I don't and, know. yeah. And that's why you have, you know, that's why you have the, the Spielbergs and the, you know, the, the tone, it's the, a different, the tone across the world. It's a different personality trait though, too. Like I just did a personality test, like one of those personality tests and they give you the four letters that you are. Oh yeah. Apparently. Apparently I'm a visionary. That's my personality type. I see. It. I think of things. I think of things and I try to figure out how to do them. You are a thinker, Joey. You are a thinker. But I, if I try to change a tire, man, I'm calling AAA. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but like I, I, I figure out ways to get things done. Yeah. You know. What so, would you? What would your personality type be? Just curious. I, I actually, I did that. Um, we should actually get same. you to take one. Well, no, I, I did it before. Have I did you taken it, one? Like, okay. oh, yeah, it was like a like a couple years ago. I did it, but um, I am. Are you a chocolate uh, beef chest? No, not I'm not quite that brilliant. Um, no, not 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 many of us are. No, I'm uh, Man on Fire is one of the best movies. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, Ch uh, Chunk McBeef Chest comes into the chat. Man on Fire is one of the best movies. Yes, yeah, I gotta check it out. I gotta check it. On it's a it's a great it's a great film. Um, no, mine was the, uh, it's like something like the steward, like, uh, uh, so essentially like, 
a person that like organizes things, which kind of plays, which honestly, when I took the test and everything, I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of BS. Da, 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 da. And was it free or paid? It was free. Of course it's BS, man. Okay. Well, then, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But like, but a lot of it rang true where it's like, you're the kind of person that wants to bring people together for a common cause. Okay. And can like camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, basically Leadership. like the, yeah, for lack of a better word, but, um, which does play into a lot of what I am like currently working on and stuff like that. Like I'm trying to get this freaking, I'm trying to get, you know, a couple different events together later on in the year. And you're in this with me, man. You're my right hand man. Yeah. I know. I mean, and that's, I'm, I'm over here trying to herd cats with you. And... You are the she to the captain hook. Mm. By the way, hook is a great movie. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> you have, movie. you have Robin Williams. Yeah. You have Bob Hoskins. You have oh my god, I can't remember who played Hook. Who played Hook? Oh my god, that bothers me that I can't remember who played Hook. Who played Hook? Is it the same guy that played D Dustin Hoffman? It was Dustin Hoffman. Dustin. Yes. Was it Dustin Hoffman? Wow. Yes. God, that movie is so good. Yeah, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Oh my god. Julia oh. Roberts. Oh man, that movie is so good. Prime Julia Roberts was so prime. Maggie Smith was in it. Oh man, so many good. You know what's crazy is um what is it uh, there's that urban legend about um Meryl Streep being in that movie. No. Where, okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back a bit. So you know when like he's he's like he's disciplining the crew, right? And he puts them in the boo box, which is just the big trunk where they drop the scorpions and shit into it. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, yeah. you know the pirate that they put in there where like the boo box and they're like, No, not the boo box. Like that yeah. whole bit. That's Meryl yeah. Streep in makeup. Oh god. Yeah. Like, I think Meryl Streep's overrated, personally. I mean, everybody is willing. Everybody is uh is entitled. Throwing that fastball up there. <laughs> Some someone watching this right now is like, <gasps> gasp. Yeah, someone just clutch pearls. <laughs> I mean, I've liked her in a in a few things that she's been in. Uh, oh no, she's yeah, she's she's an excellent performer, but I just don't know if she's. What? Wait, actually, you know what? I take that back. She was Cruella Deville. Yeah. In 101 Dalmatians. So I take that back. Hashtag mm -hmm. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Also, she was in The Devil Wears Prada. That is a great movie. That's a chick flick. I mean, it's still a good movie. Nothing wrong with that. Great movie. Mm -hmm. Chick flick. Chick flicks are cool, I guess. You know, what's funny is about being married is the fact that like you end up exposed to a lot of films and a lot of other things that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. Your other half, the other, yeah. the other side of and like, what I can tell you yeah. is that like, there were a lot of movies that I watched during my marriage that I would not have watched otherwise. <laughs> and one of them was like, like 2000. Oh no, that's, that's a hundred percent me all the way. That's hundred percent <laughs> right me. I'm like, wait, there's vampires in this. Yeah. I'm going to watch this. Um, and the funny thing is it's not even my first, like, it's not even like my, like my first memory touchstone for Gerard Butler. For me, that is like 300. Whenever I think of Gerard Butler, oh, I think of, I great. think of 300. 
And then people were like, you know, he was in Dracula 2000, right? And I'm like, really? Who was he? And they're like, bro, he was Dracula. And I'm like, oh, okay. He was incredibly young, I guess. Like he was like in his like early 30s or something like that. But that's said the point. Um, but like you, you know, you get exposed to a lot of movies and stuff that you wouldn't normally watch, and you know, movies, music, activities, and things. So many great rom coms, bro. Like. Movies I would have never watched. I would have never watched Love Actually if I wasn't a married man. But let me tell you, that movie is great. Hmm. I've never will, seen it. I will go on record as saying that Love Actually is awesome. Amazing cast. Great uh, story sequences. Um, Freaking, I will go to my grave saying that Bill uh, Niley is amazing in that movie. It doesn't matter. If you haven't seen RRR, stop the stream and spend the next three hours making your life better. Oh man, well I will I will watch it after the stream. We're not gonna we're not gonna stop. We don't stop this train for anything. Chunk McChest, shoot you. I'm just gonna start calling you Chunk for now on because no, you gotta call him Beef. Uh, beef, beef, beef. I smell like beef. Beef. He's probably the head football guy. Beef. Oh man, I, it's actually like a martial art like master. Johnny Beef Chest is like a, just a character, man. He, this he, dude is talented. A multifaceted man. Yeah, I don't get excited for no reason. I mean, this dude does a lot. Hmm. He does a lot. He's wicked smart. He's in effing Japan, which is and he's Canadian, Chigas, which is just wild. Chigas says, "Can I give a shout out?" Of course, you can give a shout out. Chigas, friggin' send it, my dude. Yo, man, send we do, it. We do shout outs all the time over here. I'm here to tell everybody who I shout like. Shout out Nation. This show is all about, like, not just, like, stories and the people on it, but also appreciating other people. Shout out to my boy, this is like Money, two shows. Who gets married today? Yo, Juan is getting married today? Are you for real, Z, for real? For real, Z, for real. Bro, what this, this Korean kid that I was stationed in Korea with. Hold on. Is he getting married today? Like, on God? Oh, my God. That is amazing. I'm so happy for him. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, money. Congratulations, my dude. I wish you many happy years and a long, loving marriage. Good on you, my dude. Where are you getting these chats at? Where where are people participating? Oh, I'm over... uh, over on Kick, my dude, where where, all, where where all the happening kids are. Here, I'll. I'll I guess Kick's the thing I'll, right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I told myself, self, are we really going to do this Kick thing? And I said, self, let's do it. It's pretty straight. I like that it's on restream now too. I I did the Nemo spec thing right before this show, and I I to test out Kick basically. Yeah. And it's it it's a nice it's a nice interface. Yeah. You know, it's pretty straight. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a means to send. Well, if you look up my, uh, if you look up my channel on Kick, you can see the chat. Sorry. You know I, what I'm learning, Tony? What's is up? like, especially in digital content. No matter if you're podcasting, a video person, an interview, an interviewer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're on too many platforms, you're spreading yourself too thin. Yeah, man. It's like uh, too much. It's like uh, too little butter over too much toast. Yeah. Too, <laughs> my dude. And like, like for us, a blind knowledge, like I'm going to reel it back. And I think, I think we're going to get rid of the Reddit. I think we're going to reel it in on, um, maybe even to the Twitch too. I don't know. But then it's like, oh shit, you know, we, there's Twitch, but you know, it's like, you know, 
where should it be? You know, where do you go? It's funny with podcasting. It's like you got to be everywhere. Who the hell is listening to all these different podcast apps, by the way? Like, I mean, I, I don't, it's, not, it's not a matter my of analytics. Like, yeah, who? It, but it, it's not a matter of like who's listening to what. It's a matter of where they're listening. Like me, for example, right? Like well, that's what I mean. Like I, I, I have a Android phone, right? Oh, get it together, bro. I don't get your, oh yourself an iPhone. Oh my god, no, not even close. Um, <laughs> get yourself an iPhone. No, get I I had an iPhone for the longest time, and now I'll probably never go back. But that's that's besides See, the point. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'll never get an Android again. I don't think if I can help it. But like I, dis- I discovered Podcast Addict right early on, and like like it, it's a it's a free app. And I like it enough to where like I paid the money for it. Like I paid the five ninety nine in order to get it, and it's it's nice because like it I can find just about Why? anything on there. But you can find everything there on Spotify, on Apple. Why it, podcast? But it? exactly. The but there are, are other people like me. I don't want to listen to Spotify. I don't want to pay for Spotify. I don't like Spotify either personally. And I don't want to. And I'm not using Apple Music. I'm not using Google Podcast. No. I'm not using Blueberry. I'm not using all these different podcatchers. There's like a thousand of them, podcatchers. Exactly. Yeah. So in that in that instance, yes, Ghana. you do need to be everywhere. You do need to cast the yeah. wider net because you need what to What about video and streaming? Like do you need to be on Twitch and Kick and YouTube and Discord and I feel like TiVo, Trivo. I feel like until a large enough competitor comes into the space, you do need to be on YouTube. I feel like maybe it's Numospec, dude. I mean, and maybe it is. And maybe Numospec comes in maybe and eats their lunch. Who knows? But the <laughs> hopefully, yeah. But the 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 truth of the matter is, like when you're looking at just the, just the straight numbers in the current day, right? The biggest ones you're going to hit are Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. Now things like kick, like where we are here, right? And YouTube will never go anywhere. By the way, that's that'll pretty much always be there. Oh no, yeah. But there, and, and I think that's there's the an ups, I think there's a movement and an upswing to because there's Rumble, there's Kick, there's these newer interfaces coming mm-hmm. out. And and a lot of it is people that are trying to not just make a competitor for competitor's sake. But also because no, dude, they're trying to get into live video, and it's funny when we started the blind or I started the blind knowledge thing, and you, and you started, you basically started with me. My big thing was live video. Yeah, like I want rolling video, and that was two years ago. Now you see TikTok doing it, Instagram's doing it. Like everyone's trying to get into the game, dude. And should have been quicker. I, and well, no, but I feel like though that TikTok, it, like things like TikTok, YouTube Shorts. The like whatever the equivalent is on Instagram, and I think it's gonna burn out. Yeah, well, not burn out, but like it's such it's kind a of like it's flat. it's like popcorn. It's like it's so much of like you're just like mop 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 mop, and you're just you're consuming it. Whereas like things like Twitch and YouTube and the other like long for like the other contents that provide the ability to use long form content are more like a meal. Like, and, and I understand I'm not, I'm not the average demographic, but for me, Oh, you're the old dude. 
Yeah, I'm I'm ancient. Like me. I'm, we're, I'm, we're like the uh, yeah. elder millennial, basically. Yeah, we are we are like currently crumbling into dust as we speak, actually. But like when <laughs> when I'm watching stuff on like YouTube, for example, okay. I'm <laughs> you okay? Are, are you feeling it in your I'm, knees? I'm crumbling into dust as we speak. Yeah, yeah, like 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 right now actually, but <laughs> it's like that. It's like a slower version of that scene from uh, from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But um, but like for me, when I'm watching stuff on YouTube, like a 20 minute video is the best thing ever. Like I, I sit down, literally, I'm having a snack. I watch a 20 minute video, boom, I consume that video and with, that's with the ads. I mean, yeah, like I mean with the I mean, I used to do YouTube Premium when it too. when it came with the uh with the music, with YouTube music. music, yeah. And then when that went away, I was like, I'm not going to pay to get around ads. I'll just freaking I'll wait my 5 seconds and I'll freaking I'll click skip ad, whatever, fine. It's you right. know. And there's a million and one people that will tell you, oh, no, watch YouTube in a browser so you can use ad blocker. Look, man, I'm not trying to like as a dude that is making content online, I'm not trying to dick people out of out of the two cents they're going to get out of me watching an ad like it. And I know but it, it still sucks. I mean, yeah, it still sucks, but like, what else, like, but like, when you try to listen to a song on YouTube on the video, and you know, you're like a uh, 50 seconds in, and you're getting to the chorus, all of a sudden, Chrysler has a new car. Yes, it's called this awesome car. But I now, feel like back to your regularly scheduled programming. But I feel like that is mm -hmm. also on the part of the content creator. I'll give you a good example. I listen to a lot of ASMR content. I have a hard time sleeping. Okay. Oh. So I listen to a lot of ASMR content because it helps me sleep. That's for great, some man. reason the sound of a middle-aged man droning on about whatever. Uh, shout out to uh, Ephemeral Rift, by the way. Um, will just put me right the hell to sleep. Hmm. What a lot of ASMR content creators do is they put their ads at the beginning of the video and at the end of the video, no mid rolls. Their ads. Yeah, because YouTube and them, there that's not just the ASMR artist ads. They're, that's the that's the industry ads too. I mean, they're gonna do. I mean, they're gonna do the automated ads. That's what podcasters like that. do too. They they stuff it at the beginning, which is dumb. No but, offense, but you really should do it ten minutes in. But that's not not going there right now. Well, no, but I mean, but honestly, giving all the secret sauce away. But like as a as a person that consumes content too, no, don't put ads ten minutes in. It completely ruins my experience. Put the ad at the beginning. Put an ad. Put an ad at the end. Because if your content is good enough, I will watch to the end, and then I will get to the ad at the end. And if I want to watch your content, I will watch the ad in the beginning. And you know because, it's coming. You yeah. already know. And, and I know. Yeah. It, and I know it's coming. I'll sit through the ad. Okay, fine, whatever. I do the the fifteen second you know stinger for whatever random mobile game is coming out. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then I freaking I I get through that. Yeah. And then I get onto the content, but if you have, if you have too many ad breaks in the middle of your content, at some point I'm going to get freaking fed up. And it is also a matter of what the content is. If I'm watching Jacksepticeye, right? I watch a lot of his videos because my kids watch his videos and I think he's entertaining as well. But like, if it's a, if it's a hour long video, 
on his channel and he has three ad breaks at specific places. Okay, fine. It's like a commercial. Okay, cool. I'm with, I'm, I'm cool with that because, but you have to be smart about where you place it. You know yeah, I mean? you don't want to piss off the fan. That's a good point. But if it's a 20 minute video, I don't need three ads in the middle of this thing. Like all you're doing is making me not That's want to watch your video. Put an ad at the beginning. Okay, fine. Put your ad at the end. Okay, cool. We're done now. Fantastic. Let me watch your 20 minute video. Like there is you, like an you upper have to be... scale up. There's an upper class thing, like um, not an upper class thing, but it's almost like a champagne thing, like a top, like getting top shelf alcohol. Yeah. Where it's like when there's no ads, and then when there's ads, it's like, all right, it's Marinoff. Yeah. And <laughs> it and it very much is a matter of like understand the content you're putting out. Yep. And understand where and when you should advertise. Because if you're doing an hour-long Let's Play, yeah, throw a couple ads in there because, like, you should be allowing for breaks. Because, obviously, if you're doing an hour-long Let's Play, you've taken breaks in the midst of doing your recording anyway. A lot of times they don't do that, though, especially on YouTube. They'll just throw it in somewhere. Yes, and those know? are the people that don't get as – those are the people that are not, like, Markiplier or Jacksepticeye or, like, these larger content creators that are – are well, they not, have, it sounds like they have control more more control over their product too well it's not even a matter of control it's a matter of understanding the pacing like it's the whole like what i was talking about with like being behind the lens right being yeah. behind the camera right yeah. like when you're making content especially for something like youtube you're thinking about the viewer's experience while you are also recording your experience in the video because that's what people are there to see Right. Is you experience whatever it is that you're you're doing, whether it's playing a game or anything like that. You have to look at it from like from two different perspectives and placing your ads or like your breaks or like, you know, like different cuts in the in the scenes and stuff like that is all a matter of understanding how the viewer is seeing it. And that's why and that's why a lot of. Yeah, and that's why I like a lot of ASMR. Like, there's very specific ASMR content that I watch because they understand that the person watching this probably wants the first third of this video to be uninterrupted because that's when they'll actually go to sleep. So let me ask you something for that ASMR stuff that you listen to. Do you listen to that on YouTube or is it like on the Breathe app or Calm app? No, I, I just watch on YouTube. YouTube and you just let YouTube run? Basically, yeah, I mean, the phone. I have YouTube set to where like it's not gonna like autoplay, so yeah. I'll just go and I'll put on the video, and then I'll just put it up on the on the shelf next to my nightstand, and right I just let it play through the speakers. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I wonder how many other people do that. I'd love to hear. Oh, more I I know I'm not. I know I'm not alone in that. I do know that a I, lot of people like. They put like they'll put headphones in, which is the way that you should experience a lot of ASMR. But then, or like, any kind of audio. I mean, yes, but like there are like products for ASMR. Like I've gotten so many, like like targeted ads toward like a a sleep mask that has these incredibly thin speakers in it. Yeah, I got my mom these those things where it's like a, a bandana yep. kind of thing. Yeah. And and it's like very soft headphones mm. and you can kind of just sleep on them. It's she loves them. Yeah. And I I've trust me, I've thought I about it. Contact them. Maybe we can get them to sponsor Spears on point. <laughs> That'd be rad. You know By how the way, do you have an intro? An intro? I mean I Spears I, on point. 
I did the I did the intro earlier. No, like not not like a radio stinger. I don't have like a you know. I don't either. <laughs> no, like I mean nothing like that. I've thought about it though. I thought about making something along those lines. I'd love to help with that. I would love your help in that, honestly. But with that though, speaking of the show, Joe, we've we've covered a lot of ground. Yes, we have traveled the world. I know in this conversation, and I feel like Denzel Washington. God, I wish I felt like Denzel Washington. That man's a millionaire. Can you imagine God, what it feels f- like to wake up in the morning? You wake up in your bed and you realize I have a million dollars. I hope to have that someday. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> me too, brother. Me too. But I'm knocking uh, on wood and praying. Dude. Yeah. But no, I think unless there's some, unless there's uh, oh, more ground. Tony. Yes. Pulp Fiction. Oh my God. Shoot. Pulp Fiction. Anything, anything Quentin Tarantino is pretty damn good. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I just, I don't know where that came from or what it has to do with anything, but Pulp Fiction. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest, like Pulp Fiction is probably like, if Pulp Fiction does not enter, enter the Criterion Collection in the next 10 years, I will be really freaking upset because I feel like it is a movie that you can point to when you're looking at what a, like, standard of of filmmaking should be what is the criterion collection oh my god so the criterion collection is a collection of movies that are considered like seminal greats in filmmaking really what like whether it is through story through cinematography through uh like through their impact in culture like the the criterion collection is is dropping some knowledge dude. yeah it's it is rather I'm checking this out right now. expensive cool. all but, right i'm gonna this out tony thank you so much man yeah, no worries cool. but that does bring us joey to the end of this particular episode oh so what i do want to do is uh give you the floor my friend in order to to plug bk to plug what you got going on to just say hi to the people like Tell, tell them what you got going on, brother. Yo, what's up, guys? My name is Joey B. I'm the founder and owner of Blind Knowledge, Blind Knowledge LLC. I'm also the host of the Blind Knowledge podcast. In the past, I helped to build a successful internet radio company. I have interviewed celebrities such as David Koechner, Kevin Sorbo, Seether, Killswitch Engaged, Andrew WK, The Suicide Girls, and many more. I dropped out of broadcasting and then came back because, shit, insurance sucks. I love women. <laughs> Tony is a good friend of mine. Chuck McBeefchest is my hero. And I want to thank you so much for having me on Spears on Point. I hope to be back soon. Check out Blind Knowledge. Blindknowledge.com is the spot. That's hot. It's 18 active podcasts. We have two kind of quasi-video forum debate things going on. And we're just building and building and building. So if you're a content creator, if you want to get involved in a cause, or you just want to see what it's all about, hit me up. Joe at Blindknowledge.com. We're also on Twitter, Twitch, uh, everywhere. Skywriters. Um, yeah. So thank you. Cool, man. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I've been meaning to have you on since episode one. Thanks dude. for having me. And uh, I appreciate it. This was fun. Yeah, of course. I mean, and of course, you're welcome to come on anytime. Uh, I do want to thank all the folks that uh, were hit, hitting us up in the chat. I want to thank Chigas. Chigas, my, my ride or die homie. If we're doing shout outs, right? I got a shout out, Chigas. Chigas has been my ride or die homie in all my content creation. So, shouts out to Chigas. Uh, 
Chunk McBeef Chest, thanks so much for coming out, man, and saying what's up. Appreciate you. Chunk McBeef Chest. Sorry. Yes, and congrats again to my boy Money out there. Man, just doing doing big kid things, getting married today. God, that's me. Yeah, congrats, man. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for the show. Uh, We will be taking a one-week break because I am taking my kids on vacation to go to the happiest place on earth, Disney World. Texas Tony from Tennessee, but really from Cali, is coming to Florida. Yes, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a globe-trotting SOB, as it were. But Tony, you're the man, dude. Thank you so much again for having me on. I just wanted to get that out again. And blindknowledge.com, you can see Spears on Point, Chunk Beef Chest, and so much more. Hope to see you there. Exactly. But that is going to do it for us for this week. I want to thank everybody that uh, came out and supported. And uh, yeah. You can hit us up over on Twitch, over on the Blind Knowledge YouTube. You can find me in the Blind Knowledge Discord. I'll put a link to that if you want to hit me up. But other than that, that is going to do us for this week. So thank you so much for watching. Have a great week. And I love your faces. Bye-bye. Denzel Washington.